Congratulations to Amber Johnson from Facebook. She won our giveaway for the book Expelled. Your book is on its way. Amber, we hope you enjoy the book and tell us what you think. And potheads, stay tuned to find out what Josie, Andy, and I think of Expelled by James Patterson and Emily Raymond. So Josie, have you ever been expelled from school or like been like gotten in a lot of trouble or anything like that? I have never been expelled, but actually I got in trouble a lot, but it was like because I was talking or chewing gum and my school very much believed in the punishment fits the crime. Oh, what's that? I scraped the gum off of our auditorium seats probably about four times in one year because I got caught chewing gum. And then when I got caught talking, I had to basically sit in a hallway during lunch. <laughs> and I was not allowed to talk. <laughs> so I hope you all know. No, we were not allowed to chew gum, but I just kept doing it because I was a rebel. That sounds okay. right. But I was a gonna rebel say- with fresh breath. <laughs> exactly. Hello. I just want to say I was not friends with Josie in high school, but I just want to say her having to sit outside by herself at lunchtime and not talk to anybody um, was probably pure torture for Josie. Um, it was. It was not in high school. It was definitely in seventh and eighth grade, and that okay. was absolute. I mean, it was the worst crime ever. When I was, even when I was at home, if my, if I was getting in trouble, my parents would be like, we're going to ground you from the phone. And I would be like, mm, okay, I'll stop. <laughs> That's funny. So, Sheila, um, what about you? You troublemaker, you. I'm not a troublemaker. I've never been expelled. Probably surprising, right? The Probably the worst thing I ever did was, it wasn't really my fault. I'm in seventh grade. We have a sub and we're all being little shits anyways. And he had this system, which was if we misbehaved, we got our name put on the board and then we got like three check marks or something like that. And he said, next sound somebody says, or next thing that said, your name is going on the board. And somehow I don't know. I got my name on the board. I don't even remember exactly how right now. Because you made and a noise. <laughs> I made a noise. And then he goes, what's your name? Because you farted. Because I farted. <laughs> he goes, what's your name? And I said, Sheila. And he s- starts writing S-H and he pauses and he goes, how do you spell it? And I go, S-H-E-I-L-A. And he proceeds to spell it S-H. I E L A and I proceed to say you spelled my name wrong and he's like check mark <laughs> and a kid behind me goes but you spelled her name wrong you asked her how you spelled it and you spelled it wrong and he's like what's your name you get a check mark too like I think I got like two check marks just because I I questioned his ability to spell my name right. <laughs> Andy, what about you? You had to have done something. I was an angel. Okay, we don't believe that, but you. I mean, I would primarily didn't get in trouble. <laughs> primarily, I was. Um, the only the closest I had two spouts, well, one and almost. 
with like in school suspension. One was like you where it was over lunch. It was in middle school. I have no idea what I did. Like I don't I just remember going through there and I remember getting reamed for having like lunch suspension. Mm. Having a mom, this a teacher's fun times. And then um <laughs> I almost got in school suspension because of tardies my senior year to biology oh (laughs) i was i lived first of all everyone should know i lived approximately 3.5 minutes from our school which means i was procrastinating every day because i was like it doesn't take me that long to get there um so and the trend of his adult life (laughs) continued yeah the formation of that that was was real how andy progressed the rest of his life yeah um, but I was threatened that if I got that, I would get this, and then I would have I would have possibly lost a whole lot of stuff. So, well, it sounds like us rebels here getting in Nothing all the trouble rebels. we got into. Um, we're probably lucky that we were not in the book Expelled by James Patterson and Emily Raymond. Hi. Hi. Welcome, Welcome to Yeah, I just want to say really quickly for that uh, little opening, I could have told probably about seven more stories of yeah, stuff we I did in middle school. Middle school is like a, a crazy No age. one is surprised by that. I mean, you should be. Like, some of it wasn't my idea, but I liked the idea, so I just went along with it. Mm. Like, in fifth grade, when we had a music teacher, so, um, in band, and we all decided to switch instruments, and then we got in trouble and had to clean the lunchroom after lunch instead of go to recess. That's funny. It's like you grew up in an afternoon special. That never even happened in our, in like, in our school. No, like, the organization it would have taken for that to happen. <laughs> yeah, there was, like, ten of us. And they, like, we were far enough into the school year that we absolutely should have been able to play the instrument that we were being asked to play. <laughs> and it was, like, not, like, close stuff. Like, it wasn't, like, a trombone switched. Well, a trombone's not, like, anything else. It's not, like, an alto sax switched with, like, a tenor sax. It was, like, a flute switched with, like, a tuba. <laughs> it's, like, completely obvious. That totally works there. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, let's move on. How are you guys? How is this quarantine going for you? Living, thriving, quarantine, thriving. Um, yeah. We're doing okay. <laughs> I know. If you would have listened to the original recording that we had for this episode, so I this is been thriving. Well, I mean, it, that was like week. One or two when I was thriving. Now, over a month later from the original recording, because we had to, we are re-recording this episode. Um, Due to technical difficulties. Okay, let's let's just be honest. It's completely okay to be honest. Sheila screwed up and we lost our original recording. 
Sheila, I will never throw you under the bus talking about how you totally let the ball drop on this and screwed everything (laughs) up and lost this recording. I would never throw you under the bus. Just because we had a lot of gems and one-liners in that original recording and you just forgot to download it does not mean that we would ever bring it up. I think this one's going much better. (laughs) It probably is. I, I personally have... Like this last week has been a very emotional roller coaster for me with this quarantine. And it started long before like the serious stuff that happened, like towards the end of my week. Yeah, I, it's been like a really emotional yeah. roller coaster this last week. I had to like turn my phone off. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I've been like super stressed. I have like this knot in my neck. That it's causing your face to spasm. Yeah, I've been getting a lot of migraines. My face is like spasming. Not. You remember that one time? So one time when I visited Josie, she was having a, a like a thing in her neck, <laughs> and she asked me to kind of like work well, her shoulder Andy down. Saw it. Like Andy saw it too. He like saw it in my face. He's like. Your your spot because it's literally the same spot. Right. He's like your spot is like doing something right. I'm like yeah. And that sounds real dirty. But we were... <laughs> <laughs> the knot in my neck that causes my migraine. We yeah. learned a lot about each other on the openings that we did together because she could literally walk up and be like your neck hurts, stunts in it, and there she was like, or you have a headache, and I'm like. I do have a headache. Like I hadn't even processed it because I was just plowing through. So like I was trying, I was trying to help her out and work on the knot in her neck, not her spot, but the <laughs> knot in her neck. And it caused like hand twitches, and it was like the most ridiculous, funny, kind it of scary. Josie hand twitches. Or yeah. But it wasn't, it wasn't just like my hand was sitting there and it would like kind of like shake. It was like my hand would pop up. Yeah. Like he would hit it and my arm would go, and we both just like looked at my hand and I was like, did that really just happen? He's like, I think so. So I put my arm down and he hit it again and then my arm like popped up again. I'm like, I do not know what's happening. I have a minor recording of it on Snapchat somewhere. I was just going to say in the massage world, that's not all that uncommon right i, I mean, mean the dance world when jody used to tell us like yeah. your body's if, gonna do weird like, shit yeah your your body's gonna like do stuff your your muscles holding motions so especially on like big massage days and like stretching days and ballet or whatever she would be like if you feel an emotion just go with it and you would just hear people like kind of like <laughs> bursting out in laughter gasping or crying, like, crying sobbing or whatever yeah, like just sobbing. It was just like your mu- your muscles hold emotion, so just like yeah. kind of go with it and know that this is normal. Yeah, it's it was a blast. But it was really fun for me because it felt like I had like this like weird little taser like, where I was just like <laughs> kink kink. <laughs> yeah, you're like there was a hand motion that, that y'all you couldn't were, see. <laughs> he had like a wand and he's like pew, let's pew. make Josie's arm flip up. Yeah. Boom. I do want to say Josie and I unintentionally today are wearing the same t-shirt. We're wearing one of our loot crate shirts. This was a loot crate shirt, right? Yeah, it was. It's our visitor. It's the visitor pass to the ministry of magic. shirt. And 
Andy did not get the memo to wear it. I don't know I how he missed He's it. He's not vibing the way Sheila and I are vibing through this quarantine. Andy also yeah. missed all the texts and then suddenly answered <laughs> the Skype call with like, oh yeah, we were recording today. <laughs> you hear that after the fact that we're not bringing up that Sheila lost the recording. Yeah, no, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> I'm here. I'm ready to redo this just because just- Sheila lost it. I just want to say it was really funny. Like, I sent Josie and Andy a text last night, and I'm like, uh, y'all are going to hate me. And, um, I was in the middle of something. I didn't even get the text yet. And Andy's literally Skyping us immediately. Like, immediately. Like, I'm typing. He's like, oh, no, what's wrong? And I'm, like, typing. And he's like, all of a sudden, my Skype is ringing. And I was like, whoa, that was quick. That was on my phone. He he was just like I gotta save Sheila. He's like Sheila's crying, and I wasn't crying, but yeah, um, that's definitely what it was, and it wasn't that I didn't want to keep texting. I just thought I would go. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, well, and it's funny because Sheila and I both immediately had the same thought because we were like, aren't you having trivia night? Mm-hmm. We're like, is it over already? Like we thought you were gonna be on all night, and then he's like, what happened? Why are we gonna be mad at you? And I was like, what? text did I miss because why is, why are we mad I was like Sheila? in a zone like doing something else I was like what is going on I think I threw you off too because I am never the one to initiate these calls never <laughs> so I was just like most hey. of the time we're doing we're like Andy are you ready Andy are you there Andy <laughs> quarantine's hitting a little different kids <laughs> Andy's like I miss my my girls um yeah we so but Uh, like quarantine wise like I had a rough couple weeks past couple weeks like first couple weeks were okay past two weeks were like really shitty this week's kind of back to normal but we're crisis learning or virtual learning and that's good some days sometimes it really sucks it's hard being parent principal teacher and it's exhausting guidance Guidance counselor everything by the end of the day you're just like by the night you know dinner time I'm just like I'm done because it's not like summertime where I can be like go out and play or you know like you know he can't go out and play with his friends and the neighbors you know it's it's all me yeah I was thriving the first couple weeks. I was handling it really well. I was doing really good. I was like keeping my life together. And then I hit a brick wall and I was just like vegging out, couldn't do anything. Like I couldn't concentrate on TV. I couldn't concentrate reading. I couldn't concentrate on anything. Right. And then I was slowly able to kind of start concentrating on stuff. And I just binged Community for the first time. It's the first time I've ever watched it. It was really funny. Right. Um, And I'm slowly kind of getting back into reading. But I've been adult coloring book coloring, like, every day for, like, an hour or two when I get home from work. I'm like, I just need to kind of, like, veg out right now. Because I just... Like, I'm glad that I have all the information at my fingertips. I'm glad that we're, like, figuring out a plan for work and all this stuff because I am still working through all of this. And I'm, like, quote-unquote essential because um, I'm not, like, I'm not <laughs> really. Brag. 
Well, no, because, like, I don't really consider us, like, really essential. Like, we're not healthcare workers. We're not all this. Like, I work in a restaurant. But we are essential because they want the food places to stay open so people have options for their food and eating. Um, And I've been having to do a lot of stuff with work um, that's abnormal. But with that, I've also been getting, like articles and conversation constantly all day every day all day long about it and then not knowing like if the shelter ends are going to be extended or not extended or like any of that stuff like all of that has everybody on edge like what's the next step has everybody on edge and then um I mean, Sheila and Andy included, I have a couple different groups of friends, like text messages where we're posting different stuff. So I just feel like it's coming at me all the time. Um, So I've been having to like disengage a little bit and I am a big stress shopper and I'm really trying not to like do a lot of online shopping, but I did already buy a new jacket and a shirt. I got a new case, like, hard shell cover for my computer that's coming. I bought some blue light glasses because I'm on my computer so much. Right. So I am doing a little bit of shopping that I shouldn't be, but, um, I, but it's all good. I mean, the good, th- the, the positives out of this is I do enjoy, I didn't always enjoy cooking, um, but I have been cooking a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only eaten out like once or twice since all of this happened. All my meals have been cooked at home, which has been kind of nice to kind of like do that, come up with some new recipes and ideas. Um, and I mean, just kind of trying some, trying to find some other ways to outlet my stress. Like, I really wish I could write more. I really wish I was reading more, right. but I also am like, I'm not going to force it. I'm going to let it just kind of like happen. Yeah. So yeah, that's, no. I mean, that's good. And I wasn't able to stress eat before. So I was like having to put up with my stress somewhere else. But now since Lent's over, I'm stress eating. So I'm trying to like not stress eat again. Yeah. Kind of going off of you, like you're being creative and and whatnot. Um, I, I know probably a lot of us are seeing all over the internet and social media's platforms, the whole like, if you're not doing something to better yourself, or you're not being creative, and you're not doing this, then you're lazy. Let's just put this out there right now. If you're not doing any of that, that's okay. If you're surviving, if you're doing what you have to do to survive and get through this crazy time, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Don't don't let the stress of you're not writing a book, you're not painting, you're not finding some way to like put your impact on the world. You're okay. Yeah, so what? Um what's his name? Figured out something during something during a pandemic. Doesn't mean that everybody else did the same thing cuz not everybody did. We all certainly like, we all have to find a way to survive. And if you're not doing that, that's okay. Don't let that Yeah. Don't let that bring you down. Don't let that diminish like what you're feeling. Hey, I have a quick question for you. No. Who was the <laughs> someone that did something? I don't know, some scientist. Was it like, It was a scientist. He uh, discovered <laughs> It was during the plague. It was during the plague. He discovered, um... Is it gravity? Is it the gravity? Yeah, I think it was something with gravity. <laughs> the, I, see, I am... 
Okay, I'm so exhausted. I can't even remember. Is it New? Not Newton. Um, sorry. I mean, I know William Shakespeare wrote some stuff. Right? Yeah, he did. He wrote King Lear, I believe, during a plague. Um, or during uh, not maybe he was in quarantine during it. I think it was Newton that did something during uh the plague, but I could yeah. I'm like my brain is so fried right now that I don't really remember and I honestly don't really care right now. So sorry listeners. Where's that music coming from? Clock. We've, we've had this discussion. It's my singing clock. I feel like I don't <laughs> Yeah, we've had this discussion before. <laughs> I was like, how do both of y'all look so calm? And I'm like, where's this noise? <laughs> it's because we got the memo with the shirts. I live in Hogwarts and we have special spooky music playing in my in Hogwarts. But yeah. <laughs> so Andy, how are you surviving? Great. How are you doing? You're doing Girl, good. I'm thriving. No, I I think on the original call, I think I said something like, this isn't far off from my everyday life, which is still not necessarily untrue. Because, like, I would go to work and I would come home, I'd probably go to dinner with some people, but it's not like I was, like, raging all the time. Right. There's been some self-discovery. That's good. During this, I did not realize... Because, I mean, I've always, there was definitely a period of time where I tried to convince myself I was an introvert, which I do have a lot of introvert tendencies. However, I did not realize my need for attention was as strong as it is. Because basically, every day, I don't intentionally do it. I'm not setting out to be like, I'm going to be funny. But (laughs) it just, like, I just realized, like, I need to make people laugh or I need to like do something of that nature. And I was not getting it. And so, yeah, (laughs) it's it's been interesting, but, um, I get it. This extrovert is not, it's been hard. It's been hard for me. Um, so I get it. I do want to say it was Sir Isaac Newton that did some of his best work during a pandemic. So, so you know that makes sense but he seems seems like a smart guy he's a smart man that sir isaac newton i'm just surviving which sounds depressive but it really is just more like i'm just wanting to get on the other side of this we'll get there yeah we're gonna get there so let's get there let's get there with some harry potter oh we need a harry potter fact fact Okay, hold on. I'm gonna pull it up. She's um busy sending Sheila, a text messages. Sheila was like, I'm gonna cue this up, watch me say, Yeah, we just have to get there. There. <laughs> there. <laughs> with with a Harry wait, Potter book. Were we doing the short one or the long one? <laughs> Whichever right. you one you want to, girl. I read them both to you. Were you Sheila prefers the long. <laughs> it doesn't matter. If long's fine, God. <laughs> <laughs> but I roll with the long to Andy. 
Oh, now I feel weird reading this one, and I feel like I should go with the short one. <laughs> Do whatever you want. I will. I'm going to surprise both of you and read something to else. To a different one. That's totally okay, too. I don't care. <laughs> I'm just going to say one of the memes I just sent. No, I'm not. But um. <laughs> Okay. So this comes from Vogue. This is a quote in Vogue. And this is uh, from David Yates, who directed um, quite a few of the movies. I know I said it really weird. Um, (laughs) All right, here we go. David Yates' most vivid memory of Emma is watching her suddenly let go of her steely professionalism and for once just be young and free. They were filming a death scene for Hollows Part 2 on a freezing cold beach in Wales. The actors were miserable, especially Emma, who hates the cold and dislikes getting wet even more. But out of nowhere, he recalls, she ran into the icy water and stood there, holding herself against the waves with her arms outstretched, just laughing. In the brief moment, he got a sense of what it must be like to have a multi-billion dollar industry dependent on your every move and be only 19 years old. And that was in Vogue of July 2011. And just for fun, because you guys said I could do whatever I wanted. Okay, do it. From Things.com, this is the Chamber of Secrets, 20 behind-the-scenes facts from Harry Potter. In the first movie, the children did their real school work during recordings to make it look more genuine. You got two because you said I could make up my own rules. You're welcome. Quarantine extras for everyone. Those poor children having to do their homework while they're working. That sucks. Right? What sort of Sam Hill is that? Where'd that saying come from, Sheila? I don't know. Oh, that's so funny. Okay, so we are reading, or we read a long time ago, Expelled (laughs) by James Patterson and Emily Raymond. And Josie picked this. I did of my own accord it was not suggested or hinted at me at all or sent to your house <laughs> i did not or send a sent copy to, to everybody christmas or sent to all of us at christmas to make sure we all got to read it together i don't know what you're no about. i did pick this movie or not a movie it's a book <laughs> it's a book probably will be a movie that might already be a movie, let's be honest. Um, no, I did pick this. Andy, do you want to give us a 30-second plot? Sure. <laughs> we gave him opportunity to practice, and he said, I'm just going to wing it. So. Nope, this is when it happens the best. So, <laughs> Expelled is about this young man, Theo, who was in high school, and he who believes he is framed for something going up on one of his like on his Twitter account that gets him expelled from school. Basically the book kind of goes into the kind of goes into like a murder she wrote type thing where it's like who did it? And you kind of go through but you also learn that there's a lot of underlying things of like you learn this very own like he also lost his dad very um shortly before all this happened. 
Um, then he learned some things about some of his different friends and then people who he th thought he could trust, he really couldn't. And it's just really just a lot as he kind of goes through. So it's like kind of one of those things where he realized like everyone has a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of big reveals in this book. Big. M multiple big reveals. And then we figure out, was he framed? Was he not framed? Will all who friends... framed Theo? It's like, who framed Will him? all his friends still be friends at the end? That. We don't know. We and just it sounds like know. he just got that off the back of the book, but he didn't. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, Sheila, oh. do you want to read? I'm sorry, was that the best 30-second one that I've ever done? The I think end. it's the only one you've ever done. But it's like yes. the second or third. Um, I'm pretty sure it's the first because this is the second time you've been on a regular episode. You've done that for the Harry Potter episodes. Yeah. But they're, oh, those that's, like, that's different. Because y'all were drunk. like, he refuses like, to drink tonight, so it's different. Because y'all were like, uh, your 30 second review was all on chapter five. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not to judge you, but to judge you. Anyway, listen to our Tipsy Pothead episodes coming out soon. Okay. One viral photo. Four expelled teens. Everyone's a suspect. Theo Foster's Twitter account used to be anonymous until someone posted a revealing photo that got him expelled. No final grade. No future. No fair. Theo's resigned to a life of misery working at the local mini mart when a miracle happens. Sasha Ellis, sorry, Sasha Ellis speaks to him. Sasha Ellis knows his name. She was also expelled for a crime she didn't commit. And now he has the perfect way to get her attention. Find out who set them up. To uncover the truth, Theo has to get close to the suspects. The hacker, the quarterback, the mean girl, the vice principal, and his own best friend. What secrets are they hiding? And how can Theo catch their confessions on camera? Bum, bum, bum. So what made me choose this book was really just a long process of self-reflecting of what <laughs> I thought would be the best possible book that we could get Andy to read with us. Right. Um, <laughs> no, Andy did say that he wanted to, um, a couple months ago, yeah. we were doing our recording for Potheads and Training, and he was like, you know, I would like to do another book with you guys, and I got really excited, and he was like, um, not a really serious book, because Sheila and I had started the year with some memoirs and some stuff, um, kind of on the serious end that were really great. Um, but Sheila did send us these for Christmas because she found them. And she thought library, it might be... just sitting there ready to go. They, yeah, tons of them. They were like, here, take 20 of them. I'm like, I don't have... I mean, I have that many friends, but they may not all want these books. So I only took like four. Because <laughs> I took one and I gave each of you one. And then... We have one that we're going to give away. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So, Which we're working yeah. on. Don't worry. We're working on that. She's but also holding it up like y'all can see it. So just because, know. Because you can. In your, <laughs> in your heart of hearts, you can see it. Yes. So I just thought 
that it was also, I just felt like with a lot of stuff going on in our lives at the time when we chose this book, that this would be kind of a nice, like, little getaway for all of us. That would be easy to read for all of us. It was super easy. Yeah, so that's kind of why I went along and picked this. We didn't want to torment Andy too hard with a book that we picked. Well, and also, if you think about it, we've been expelled from our normal lives. We've been expelled. So I guess, yeah, so I guess it works. Yeah, so I don't know which one of you guys wants to start, but what was your initial impression of the book? Andy, guess dishes first. He's kind of a guest. guest. Not really a real guest, but kind of a guest. He's not a real guest, but just a guest of this show. Yeah, I'm like the I'm like the guest that's allowed to get themselves something to drink and eat at your house. The one that can just show up and not doesn't have to knock and just can walk in the door. Yeah, in, come on in. And the parents are like, "Oh, you're back. You live with your parents." Sorry, go, just go. (laughs) Ignore us. When I was in high school. (laughs) Okay, so I think what I was gonna say about this book is the fact that. I think just a lot of stuff was happening in it. Like, I do kind of resonate with Theo, the main character, a little bit. Because, like, he was a goody-two-shoes. Like, he didn't really do anything wrong. But then, this part, I don't, just in case someone's reading into it. But it was like, one thing happened, and then suddenly everybody was like, nope, it's definitely him. He's the a-hole that did this. And so it's like he's just trying to feel like he has to find and like find his character and like fight for it. And um, like I think it's interesting how the friendships are explored, like how him and his friend Jude. Jude, thank you. Um, <laughs> the, please help me look that y'all couldn't see on my face. His friend Jude was kind of like a real friendship in a lot of ways because like it does show how you're always there for each other and you're kind of going through everything together (laughs) you're in this fight together but that doesn't necessarily mean you're telling everybody everything yeah and so sometimes that ends up making things a little harder sometimes it makes things a little better but there were definitely multiple I, I enjoyed the book it took me about like maybe three hours two and a half three hours to read i think if i remember correctly yeah I just think it tried to tackle way too many Concept. serious concepts in one go. Yeah. Sheila? Without without giving away a lot of stuff, I just feel like there was a lot. Yeah. No. We don't want to give everything away right away. We'll, we'll, <laughs> yeah. do, we'll do that in a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was kind of I'm kind of like Andy. Like it was a kind of a fun, easy read. I didn't have to put too much effort into it it took maybe three-ish hours I'm not really sure it went fast I just felt like some of like the care like just the development of things wasn't in depth enough and maybe that's why it went fast I don't maybe I don't know but it just kind of I felt like there could be more without some of all the other stuff Mm -hmm. like I never I felt like some of like the story just didn't get finished because of it if that makes sense sense yeah I mean I enjoyed it like it like I said I enjoyed it as a fun fast easy read but if you're looking for something that's has a lot of depth 
of depth. This I shouldn't week. say it has a lot of depth. I feel like a lot of like developed death. Yeah. Death. Death. <laughs> Not death. <laughs> but I just kept saying it wrong. Yes. Yeah. I would yeah, like if you want it to be a little bit more a little bit more of something, this is probably not that book. Yeah. I liked it okay. I feel like I'm always the Debbie Downer of the books. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I did like it. I did enjoy <laughs> it for the most part. I will say that there were things that kind of kept me guessing, which I like when books do that. Yeah. But I wouldn't necessarily say that it kept me guessing always in a good way. Right. Because there was a lot of things where I was like, well, why are they even bringing that up? Because I feel like there's only 40 pages left. Like, why are they even bringing this up now? Like, how is this going to be resolved? Um, which goes into what both of you guys were saying about, like, the lack of depth. I felt like there were things that they went into really hard. Yeah. And super developed that didn't have a big payoff. And then the stuff that would have had a really big payoff, they just didn't kind of, invest a lot of time. And it was yeah. just kind of like, oh, yeah, we kind of mentioned this on this page. We better resolve this issue now. Right. I do want to say this is more of like a teen. Yeah, it's a young adult. Young definitely. adult. I, I know there's other books out there that are teen or young adult level books that I think are better. Not better. Well, yes, better. Um, what's the word I want to say? They're just a, a, a stronger book. They're more... I don't know. I'm not coming up with the right words, but um, this is what, so what happens. Else, like, y'all, we keep talking about not having depth. I will say for, again, I go back to the multiple heavy hitters of categories. This is a fun, like, as I enjoyed reading the book, which sounds weird because of all of the kind of, not necessarily dark, but definitely dark type of I would of say definitely dark. Themes yeah. inside of here. So it's like I enjoyed it, but it's not one of those things where if you're not in a great headspace, you might not want to pick this book up. No. Yeah, I mean, because you're you're definitely dealing with themes of death and suicide. Mm -hmm. You have some sexual sexual abuse. abuse. You have possible sexual abuse of somebody who's drunk at a party. You have, like... Steroid abuse. You have steroid. Yeah, steroid abuse. You have you you have the the abuse of kind of a a mentor figure. Yeah. Using you. But at the same time, what kind of goes into this also is that this book is not that super long, so that's no. a lot. Those are a lot of topics to hit. Yeah. But it was also, I mean, which. I just thought of this because even when we talked about this before, I don't think we really truly talked about it. I guess it kind of makes sense because every person is dealing with their own thing that you don't know about. And each each person, each of the four in the book had their own thing that they were dealing with. And so that is true to life. But it also just was like 
major stuff was happening for everybody and it was just like the some of it was just brushed over yeah some of it was just kind of brushed over and then it was just like we need a quick fix so we're gonna do this and it was like well we have to have a reason for why all of this happened so we're just gonna create this I mean there was literally no hint to the steroid abuse no, that came until, out of nowhere. Until all of a sudden it was like, they were giving me steroids. And you're like, wait, what? Right. Like the others, like with Sasha's character. You saw with, that coming. There was something. Yeah, content yeah, you, warning. <laughs> yeah, like there was sexual abuse and you saw that coming. You There was like a buildup to finding that out. Where by the time you found it out, you were like, okay, it's one of two things. Right. It's drug abuse or it's another type of abuse and or drug or alcohol or a different type of abuse where like with the steroid, it was just like, well, oh, yeah, we got to give this guy a reason for doing this. Yeah. Let's say this happened and then it blew up the entire school and the then it was just like, school. like then it just was like fixed immediately. And the chapters in this book are short. Yeah. Which they're I didn't like, have a problem with that, but... They're like, well, sometimes... Sheila and I have encountered this before with other books that we've read where the chapters are really short that sometimes it kind of takes you out of it a little bit because just when you think, like, oh, this is a good chapter, it's just, like, over all of a sudden. Okay. And there, was, there was a little bit of that in this book. So this book, I just want to say, my book says 296 pages. There's 50... Um, 56. Six chapters and an epilogue. Yeah. That's a lot of chapters. And sometimes I feel like when the chapters are too short, could they have not been combined? I I feel like it cuts it. Like if they're not, sometimes the chapters aren't ended properly or started properly, that there's like a weird disconnect. Yeah. Which and I don't I, think all the chapters did that. I think some no. were fine, but then there were other ones where you're like, oh, wait, wait, what? This what? was a time change. Yeah. 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 <sighs> I forgot that this had that many chapters. <laughs> and that was like one of the things that annoyed me. I'm like, oh, I another didn't know chapter. I that many. Because, I mean, that's like yeah. four pages a chapter. I mean, do, do the, Harry yeah. Potter, the Harry Potter books don't have this many chapters? I mean, yeah, the first two Harry Potter books are, like, 17 and 18 chapters. Yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, like, I've read books where you have chapters where you're like, why are we still in this? I don't care. Yes. and then there's yeah. that, that are too long. Yeah, so it is, so. like, a weird thing. I've talked about this before on the podcast with some of the books that we said. Sometimes when you get into, like, the bigger names... I get really worried about, like, the formulated writing. Yeah. And this did feel a little bit formula writing-ish. I think it completely is. I have a friend who is an author, and she says that this has James Patterson's name on it. He most likely did not write this. Yeah. It was probably all Emily Raymond, but... She's writing with him, and it's, like, how they – he has this whole industry now. Instead of him writing books, like, he helps, and he basically gets his name on the book, but he's not writing the book. Does yeah. that make sense? teaching, right? 
teaching or the formulation I or the formula. Maybe this is his formula, but this is just he might of, help guide this the storyline a little bit or whatever. Yeah. Right. And so I don't know. I just. Yeah, I, to me, this is very formulated. To me, it was. Like, I felt like I was yeah. like, oh, I know what's going to happen next. Not, yeah. It's just... Yeah. I, I mean, there were a lot of things where you're like, this is going to go A or B. This is going to go A or B. This is going to go A or B. Yeah. Now, with that, um, something positive that I will say is, I mean... Theo kind of annoyed me a little bit, but I felt like with what he was going through and how he felt and how he kind of felt betrayed was warranted. I liked Sasha's character, um, Jude, and even, like, Parker. Like, I liked the characters, not in the sense of, like, they were all likable, but in the sense, like, I do feel like there was character development Right. You got a sense of who they were from the very beginning. Yes. And I feel like, except for with the exception of the steroid use, everything that came out of everything, it was all very natural with, like, some of their reaction. But even the, even the character who had the steroid use, like, his reactions to it were well-developed and I think plausible. You're like, oh, I feel like somebody would have acted like this if they were in this situation. I just felt like it, like we said, like the plot just made it kind of come out of nowhere. So I did like the, like, I did think there was good character development in all of the characters, except for the fact that there was like no parents anywhere unless the parents were like abusers. Or the The parents really weren't there. Or just... Even his mom wasn't really there, which granted she was working a lot, but I think when you, because you were talking about the formula and then you were talking about the characters and I don't know who brought this up last time. We'll never know because it's lost forever. One of us will remember, but go ahead and um, (laughs) The characters really were kind of like a throwback to like um, the Breakfast Club. Yeah, a little bit. Where it was like you have the everyday student, you have the angsty girl, you have the jock, you have the nerd with the coder, you have the artistic one. And yeah. so like, it just kind of did kind of feed into like a little bit of like that nostalgia. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also like they were still all getting along. So it wasn't like, and I think the book was even referenced in the movie. Yeah. Or the, the movie, movie was referenced was... in the book. Yeah. yeah. It was towards at some point middle endish somewhere yeah yeah um but yeah the adults really weren't helpful characters no there's and like some of them were just downright rude like the lady at minimart i was like what <laughs> the old man oh. at the coffee shop no never come back to this coffee shop right. i know who you are right. i was like these adults are just rude they're well, like way too involved in the high school life which also that in a small, town. in a small town i was gonna say small town i think <laughs> uh, being somebody who grew up in a small town they get yeah. that. i mean even to the point like i've definitely had this conversation before with you guys with the conversation of proms like with the quarantine like proms being canceled like i was talking about this with people where my school was small enough that we had uh, something called a grand march for our high school where 
literally everybody in the town could come to the Grand March of Prom where the couples would like walk over a bridge or walk over something and they would announce the couple and people could take pictures of them in their prom outfits. Like a cotillion? Kind of, but it was the Grand March for prom. And then like the Grand March would happen and then the students would vote on, the students attending the prom voted on the prom king, queen and princess and prince and then they were announced and took pictures, and then the town left, and then we had our prom. It's just so crazy. So confused by everything that you just said. I'm not, but everyone, I lived like 20 minutes down the road, and we did not do that. You know, we went to a school that had... But I'm from the big city, folks. Yeah, your class had the amount of people in my high school. <laughs> Actually, I had more than my high school. My but that's what makes like... me giggle, too, though, because, again, we've had this conversation several times. I don't think I actually own this podcast. But when people hear my accent, they immediately think I had the upbringing that you did. I know. <laughs> and I'm like, I grew up in a suburb. Like, <laughs> I know and even Andy and I will say something and there was one time we were talking about something and he is like you have a home remedy you are more country than me and I go you will always sound more country to than be me, clear always. she not only has a home remedy it's called a mustard salve no it's called a mustard plaster okay <laughs> get it right it's not a salve it's not something you put directly on your skin because you will get burnt it will burn you mustard burns you yeah. He's just yeah, giving, Andy. He just he's giving this look like, oh my god. How did she know this? No, there was more there that did not surprise me. It was more of like mustard burns you and I was like, I'll ask that question later. <laughs> I don't Okay. Um, um anyway. <laughs> yeah, so w- going back to it, that's very much just a small town. Yeah. Like Everybody knows the sports. Everybody knows, like, the teenagers. Everybody knows the good kids, the bad kids. Everybody knows everybody's business. Right. Like, at one point, so, like, the vice principal, he's, like, this real jerk in the very beginning. And he's a jerk, you know, kind of throughout. And then there's, like, this. Well, then there's this part where he kind of has this almost redeeming moment where he goes up to Theo and he's, like, Hey, like, I like you. I care about you. He's like, don't do this. It was some, this moment. And then like later on, he's like, don't you dare tell the, the town or the school about the steroids that, and the coach. Cause the yeah. coach, so to give it away, the coach was making his players take steroids. And basically the vice principal was like, well, we don't really care because we get all our money because of the football team. That's how you got your computer lab or something. I don't remember what it was. But and so he's like, "Hey Theo, don't don't do that." And I was like, "Whoa, you could be like a really amazing person." You almost had me like halfway through the book where you're like, "I really wanted to help you." And now you're like, "Football." Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that annoyed me from the beginning is again it goes back to the lack of parents which parents adults good adults it's like a disney channel show where it's like the parents just aren't there but then it's also like when theo was in the initial thing where he was going in to find his sentencing to be expelled like this child literally just lost his father 
and like his mom is working three jobs just to pay the bills and there was no grace now granted if there was grace there wouldn't be a book but i'm just saying like there was no grace for that at all it was just like yeah we see it yeah i think that i think that speaks more about the importance of sports and specifically to go there male sports yeah in schools in general but also even in like smaller towns and stuff like that because that was why they were in so much trouble with everything was the fact that it it defamed their football team it defamed their star player their star player baseball players yeah the school mascot yeah the mascot the players like it ruined their chances for like a championship. And so it was like all of this different stuff where it's kind of like that whole thing of education kind of becomes secondary to like the sports and the extracurriculars, which is something that still happens and it's still very common, you know, arts arts are getting pushed away things are getting pushed away but we're put we're endorsing more and more sports and you know so i do think it was a good statement on that well and another good statement on that was like how the uh parker's father wanted parker to be the football player from like a very young age yeah yeah and science is showing that like you focusing on football starting at eight years old and until all the way through elementary, middle school, and high school, that's actually not really good for your body. Like, maybe more like what it was like when Josie and I were, and Andy were in high school. Andy didn't go to high school. <laughs> no, he's, he's trying not to be lumped into our age bracket. He doesn't. He, I'm he's so much younger. Man. I'm like a completely great. Different. The gray in his beard, he doesn't like that to give him away too easily. <laughs> but, uh, but like when we were in high school, like it was okay to do volleyball and basketball. Like to, it, it was really good for you to do all three different sports. Yeah. And, and encur- well, I mean, in my school, it was encouraged because it was encouraged. You had four then, people. Yeah, everybody needed to be a part of it <laughs> so we could have a program. <laughs> yeah, right. So you could have a team. But, Legit, my eighth grade year, we had, like, seven basketball players, and you need five to play. (laughs) But to have that, how do I want to say it, the uh, better for our bodies when we're young to be doing different types of activities and sports throughout the year versus focusing on baseball 12 months out of the year because it's causing so much damage to your body, and it actually makes you a better and stronger football player to play track or or not play track but to run track or to do basketball instead of just focusing or ballet or ballet well because you're using different muscles for each sport so you're helping your body develop into like other stuff exactly and so like this man this mentality that we have now where it's like baseball 12 months out of the year with pitching coaches and hitting coaches and whatever else that you're doing that 
while that's great and it may get you on the baseball team, it's not necessarily great for your body. And that's why we should like you really should try to be in a variety of sports. But the unfortunate part is because of that mentality, it's hard to get on teams if you aren't one a really good natural uh, yeah. Talent. athlete, talented athlete that can do any sport. And if you don't have the money to do all of that travel teams and everything like it's getting harder and harder for just the regular kid to be on the team. I mean, I have a coworker whose son does baseball. He's 15, 16, and he focuses primarily on baseball and he's already having knee issues and he's on a traveling team and he loves he loves the sport. He wants to focus on it like this. So it's not like they're pushing him. Right. He wants to focus on it. But it's like you're 16 and you're already looking at knee issues. Like that's mm-hmm. not normal. It's not. Um but it's it's really interesting hearing like what she's going through cuz he is on a traveling team and it's an elite traveling team like not everybody can get on this team. It's not just like, okay, you audition, audition, <laughs> try you out. try out, you try out and you get on it. It's like, you have to be like the best of the best. And for him to, I remember when he was first trying out for this team, he had to kind of break away from some of his, like one of his other teams that he had been playing with kids for a while. Yeah. So, I mean, it is, like there is a lot of pressures and it does hit on the pressure that the students feel with. Yeah. Cause that's part of, that's part of Theo's biggest issue and biggest problem through this whole book yep. is he's so focused on himself and he's so focused on why it happened to him. He's so focused on like, we have to write this wrong that he never really stops to look at Jude and what it, how it affected Jude and Parker. He, and Parker, he, well, because he thought, because Parker ended up, after he got expelled, he got lucky. He got lucky because his bar- parents bought oh, him rich. into another school. They were, they were rich. And they were able to get so, into a private school, yeah. Yeah, and so he automatically discounted Parker just because of that. But then, like, with Sasha, like, she got expelled for something completely different. Um, it was not related to the picture that was taken and posted on his account, his uh, Twitter. yeah, Twitter account. And um, like he was just so wrapped up in we have to write this wrong that even with Sasha, he just couldn't believe that Sasha did what she got in trouble for because right. she was accused of stealing money. And he was like. We have to write the wrong. And she even tells him at the end of it, the book, like, you don't even know if I did it or not. Yeah. Like, you're just assuming I didn't do it. Right. And you've never once asked me if I did it or not. And you find out that she did do it. She wanted to get expelled. She right. wanted to be gone. But he was so wrapped up in himself. And he didn't even think about how Jude, like, Jude is this eccentric, like, little artist. character like artist yeah. and him getting expelled like ruined his chances for like an art program that he yeah. had been he, accepted to he and Theo 
like Theo didn't even realize he had been accepted into this program or that he even applied. And even Jude, like Andy was talking about like their true friendship of like what they go through. Jude was like, I didn't tell you cause I don't tell you everything. And this ruined my life. So I'm just going to like figure out another way to do it. I'm just choosing to be positive with what was given to me. Yeah. Yeah. Which is actually a really great idea going for everybody right now. With what we're going through. Don't tell us to be positive, Sheila. If we want to be mad, we're going to be mad. mad. You you can be mad, but just find a little happiness in your life. Which I will say, I did call the fact that um, I cannot remember a single character's name all of a sudden. Theo, Jude, Parker, Parker, Sasha. 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 I thought you were looking for a male character. I'm no. like the only female he can't remember. Okay. Well, it's because I had it in the moment for her talking. I was like, mm, no. I knew for like, I knew pretty early on. I was like, oh, she took the money. I was like, it just felt like something. Like, I just known so many people and I have been self-destructive. Shocking. I know. But, um... <laughs> But, like, you just don't want to be viewed as either perfect or you just right. want to blow something up because it's the only way that you know how to make something happen. Mm-hmm. Or, like, the situation I've been in is there's also, like, so much stuff going on in your life that you kind of get rid of or destroy the easiest thing in your life to do that. And, like, for Sasha, it was the money and it was, like, her schooling. She was, like, this is the easiest thing thing for me to do to, like, handle what's happening to me. And also is, like, a bit of control because she's the one who's doing it. Right. Yeah. But I have some other stuff. I mean, how did you guys... How did you guys feel about Theo? So after the expulsion, after how everything happened, he went on this vendetta to make everything right. How did you guys feel about him wanting to make the movie and how he went about it? Because he basically just bribed the one kid to make the movie. With Sasha's interest. Yeah. Yeah. So he knew he knew the kid had a crush on Sasha. So he was like, oh, yeah. Right. So it was I found it interesting that like I was like, oh, that's an interesting concept to like prove that you're innocent or everybody's innocent or whatever with this documentary. But like I just felt like how he went about a lot of it was not great because like every time he talked to somebody, he's just very accusing to that person of course those people didn't want to talk to him and he was being a little punk do you know what i mean it wasn't mm-hmm. nuanced at all instead of it being like trying to talk to them and like just casually see if he could get something out of him he was just like where were you on the night of the 12th why did you do this to me <laughs> do you know someone who did this right i know you do fucker yeah, there was a lot of, it was just very much like, I know you were a part of it, or you know somebody that's a part of it, and and, and not that he was too far off with that one kid, Jeremy or whatever his name is. Yeah, Jeremy. Jeremy Seven. Jeremy, Jeremy Seven. Jeremy Seven. Jer Seven. He wasn't wrong, but... He was not. He wasn't wrong, but he was also like blinded by his need to be right that he didn't even like 
he was just like, fine, you didn't do it, then who would do it? Like, he, like, needed to be right so much that he, like, discounted a lot of stuff that was very obvious. Yeah, I agree. Because they even said it. They were like, Jer Sevemi was, like, the only person who had the talent to hack into something, to post something on somebody else's Twitter account. And then they asked him, and he's like, I didn't do it. Why would I do it? And they were like, yeah, he's like, that's beneath me. He's like, oh, yeah, um, you're right. You didn't need to do it. All right. Then who could have done it? Who had the motive to to attack all of these, like, all of these people? But, yeah. I don't know. For me, and I brought this up last time, and I think it still is one of the most resonating things for me. And this feels weird, me saying it being the only guy in this conversation. But, um... (laughs) I know that there are stories that have to be told and I know that those stories have to be told so that people can relate to them so that they can also possibly seek help and do things like that. Get it. However, I'm just real tired of strong female characters having to go through something of a sexual abuse nature. I realize like it does happen. I'm not trying to negate anything like that, but it just feels like a very easy way to be like, oh, she is angsty because she was raped or like this type of stuff. Like there's just so much more to the characters that they could be, but it's just like, here's an easier story. Why can't she just be angsty? Cause she's surrounded by stupid people. Right. Because she's from a different place and she's like, why am I in this podunk town? Or why can't she just be angsty because she's a teenager? Right. I mean, her mother had a drug problem. That's why she had to go live with her father. Her father was an alcoholic who ultimately ends up basically treating her like a wife. Yeah. Yeah. And abusing her for several years, which you end up finding out that it's not just sexual abuse. It's also ultimately mental abuse because... He mentally tricks her into being. He preys on her emotions of not feeling loved. Of yeah. Letting yeah. You show you the thing. And then they ended up having that special room. And I'm like, Jesus. And yeah. the fact that all of this came out in like the last four pages, it was just like. Like it, was, it, it, was, it, it goes back to like it wasn't a shock because it had to be A or B. Yeah. But then it was like such a quick resolve because it was like, I haven't told you the truth of why I stole the money. And then it was like, this is what happens. Let me take you to the room. This is why I can't be loved. And then it literally was like, we never saw her again. Pages, and then it was like, she's doing really great at the all girls school. And you're like, so she just got sent away. Like, she just like went away. Ha- like, her and... dad, we called the cops. He went to jail. He's now in jail. She's at the she's at the all-girls school, and she's uh, going to be going to college soon. But I'll always thriving. love her. She's thriving, and she's doing great. I'm just like, it doesn't happen that quick. Well, I've no. never that's never happened to me. I don't think it happens that quick. Like, to be like, she, like, she may be doing good, but I wouldn't say she should be, she would be doing great four months later. Three months later, whatever. I also think that it's very telling. Like, the one kind of true feeling thing to it was when Theo ran when he was told. Because I think he, his body just had, like, a guttural I gotta reaction go. to I yeah. have to get out of there. I'm not saying that's how you should treat people when they tell know. you something like that. But, like, that part of it just, like, felt like. Because, I mean, he eventually went back. And that was even a short thing where he was, like, he ran home. And then he was, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was like three seconds later. I mean, and that happens. I mean, right. you just don't know how to react. And especially, you know, you're 17. You're He's dealing with the death of his father, okay. who was one already dying from Lou Gehrig's disease. And he decided to take his own life so he wouldn't have to have his family watch him suffer. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so, like, he's already dealing with, like, an intense amount of grief anyways for something and added grief because they could not find a letter or a note of any kind which again he was like searching this whole lake house for a letter and then his mom was like oh yeah i cleaned out his shirts and this was in the safe yeah and it was a letter again which again it's like that could really happen it's just like unlikely that all of this stuff would happen at like the exact same time yeah it's not that it couldn't happen it's just that literally every single person because even when you find out about sasha like basically right before that you find out about parker with the steroids yeah yes and then it's just like it's bam 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 bam. yeah you find it like all this stuff boom 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 and then it's like oh and here's your letter and then he gets the letter and everything's kind of resolved. And he's like, wow, I've been a big jerk. Yeah. And then he's, which there was at least a little bit of growth in him where he did kind of see that it was all about him in the beginning. And he did kind of come around a little bit where he's like, I shouldn't necessarily yeah. destroy everyone's lives just because I have the power to do so. I think there was growth with all of them. Yeah. Because Parker had a lot of growth, too, because he was yeah. very arrogant. And then he was like, look, my life is not perfect. You yeah. say it's perfect, but it's not. And then you find out that, like, the reason why he had to go to this other academy, he's like, I can't get kicked out of that academy. It was so important to him. So he's basically like, I'm sorry I had to take you guys down with me, but I had to do it. Yeah. And this is why. And so, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like they all had the reason for why they had to do it. They were all a little selfish. Yeah. I mean, Sasha had growth because she had been living with this lie for how many years and she finally was able to tell somebody about it to get help. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, I think the selfishness that we're seeing like Theo only thought of himself I think you see that a lot with teenagers at any era anyone for that matter what yeah. You know, yeah you know we all kind of think of ourselves first because that's you know like that's who is important to you your I well-being think- is important to you first usually yeah like I had Like, Andy was talking about, like, that guttural instinct, like, when Sasha, when Theo heard from Sasha what happened and he just ran. Like, my equivalent to that, like, I've had um, several friends feel like they need to, like, come out to me or whatever. And I had a friend who's very, very dear to me and she came out to me and I just was like, could I have done anything different to make you feel comfortable? And I immediately was like... That was absolutely the wrong response. And I know this has zero to do with me. And we both just kind of laughed. And I was like, I'm so embarrassed that that was even my response. And I had at this point since high school had had friends coming out to me. And at this point, I'd probably had like, 
I don't know, 12 years, 12 plus years of people like feeling like they needed to come out to me. And it was like this person, I was just like, what could I have done? Did I do anything to make you uncomfortable? You couldn't tell me sooner. And I was like, but it like immediately, (laughs) I immediately just snapped out of it and was like, whoa, this literally has nothing to do with me. Right. And she just kind of laughed. She was like, I know how you meant that. And so she knew, like, where I was coming from with making that comment. Right. But that still doesn't change, like, me being, like, not about me. Not not what we need to be talking about with this at all. Right. So, I mean, and I was well into adulthood when that happened. So, like, absolutely teenagers are going to be like that. Yeah. Yeah. I see it all the time. I see it right now. I hear stories about my nephews where they're like, he is that my nephew is acting like he knows how to deal with this quarantine. Of course. And he thinks all of us pull out of proportion. So. Oh, good. He's one of those. Apparently. Keep the lice like, all away from him so he doesn't inject it anywhere. <laughs> oh <my God. sighs> you know. She also clarify he's 14. You know, so he's in, in the eighth grade, just wanting to have a life. <laughs> yeah, fourteen-year-olds they know everything. I knew everything at fourteen. You know, did you guys dislike anything? I think I just kind of what we've I, talked about. I know. I was like, like, I feel like yeah. we've talked about everything we dislike. I mean, I guess like on the plot or anything. Is there anything else that you guys really want to hit on or? Um. I don't think so. Cause I, I mean, don't think so either. I think it's we've really dug into all of the major points. Yeah. 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 I will say, like, I feel like we gave spoilers, but not really, because we didn't talk about it in a true timeline no. of how everything comes out. And there is a lot of stuff that happens where... Um, that we didn't get to talk about because, you know, they have like a little prom. They have like a little stint. Oh, yeah. They have some fun. They have some fun. Teenagers. Yeah, they have like, a lot like, of fun. They do have some like nicer moments where they're just like, OK, let's all just kind of hang out together. Oh, um, I know the one other thing. I'm going to go back to the no parents thing. The fact that she wasn't there. Granted, I know she's working 17 jobs because she's paying all the bills. I get it. But the fact that she wasn't there for his expulsion day. Yeah. And then she's just like, oh, yeah, how did it go? I completely forgot that it happened. And there was never anything like, you're grounded. You have to do these chores, these type of, like, and I guess that might be some of the stuff we were talking about, where it's like some of the self-reflection could be happening, like, while he's being forced to do, like, normal things. Yeah. Um, But, like, yeah, she was just like, oh, like, literally could care less now granted i think she's also kind of just dead to the world because of the fact that her husband killed himself she's grieving right but like she's grieving stressing having to work yeah she literally was just like yeah that's right you got expelled well she want a burrito from the freezer but then also like his birthday came yeah and she was like, oh, sorry, I guess we'll get you a cake later. Do like, you want to clean was... out your dad's closet? Yeah. Was, yeah. And I think it was also one of those things where part of me wonders 
if she just didn't get the severity of him being expelled, like maybe she didn't think it was like to look on the other side of it, not having been there. Obviously her son is not telling her anything. So when he was like, I'm expelled, like how much of it was her thinking like, He'll be able to take summer classes. He'll be able to make this up. He'll be able to regain everything. Maybe she might have thought really expelled suspension. Right. Like, yeah. right. Suspend it. Like, so there is that because she wasn't there that maybe well, she didn't understand it. But then at the same I'm, time, there was, like, no follow-up questions. I'm wondering if there's, yeah, well, there's no follow-up. Like, it just, it was weird. But I'm wondering now, like, if there's a disconnect between... Like, what she was thinking, like, oh, well, you're just a junior. Yeah, you got expelled. You still have your senior year. It's all going to be okay. You're still going to get into college. Because 20 years ago or whatever, when she had a kid, or before she had a kid, when she was in high school, it might not have been such a big deal if you were expelled the last couple weeks of school. You know? Like, because I don't think 20 years ago, had we been expelled the last couple weeks of school, would our first, would we not be able to get into college? Right. Would, I mean, colleges are literally looking back to, like, middle school now. <laughs> right. So I'm wondering if that's it. Like, he knows, like, I have to have this, this, and this, and this, and this to to graduate and to get into college. And then she's just kind of going back off of, like, what her life was like when she graduated. Because it right. has changed a lot. Um, you know, even from uh, probably like 10 years ago. So I mean, uh, there is a redeeming like I do feel like when she's cleaning out his stuff, that is a redeeming moment for them where they do kind of just get to have that moment of like, it's been hard for both of us and we're both just trying to figure out life now. And so his mother does have a redeeming moment. I do also think that especially I don't want to say especially Andy, but especially with Andy's (laughs) parents, like, I think for any of us, it would be hard to believe that a parent would be that passive in their child's life. Yeah. Because none of our parents were like that. They were very involved. Involved. Some more than others. (laughs) Like, um, I know that we've definitely talked about it before. We're like, Andy's mom, like, marched the school and was like, he will take this class. And I've, and <laughs> she, I've definitely made the comment. Hopefully she like, never hears this. pushed me a little bit more to do my homework. But they were like, you're passing, you're doing everything, you're staying out of trouble, right. we're, we're good. And then Sheila was kind of in the middle. Oh, no, my dad called the school because I came home. I, I He called the school a couple times. I thought they were funny things that happened to me. So there's this one kid, like, our our teacher was gone, and I was taking attendance because she had it in the subs notes that I would take attendance. Of course. Of course. And so I'm taking attendance, and I have, some, I have some rowdy cowboys in the class. And one of them, he said something, and he picked up the stapler off the teacher's desk, and he, like, flung it open. And he goes watch me and I go oh what are you gonna do staple me he's like yeah I go well just sit down and he's like I'm gonna staple you I'm like go ahead and do it and he went whack right on my arm and I got like 
he stapled me in my arm. <laughs> Sorry, it's not funny. <laughs> no, it is funny. It is funny. And so my And that's I'm, how Sheila was asked to the prom. And so <laughs> I'm standing there. Luckily it's it's winter. We were in a portable, so I still had my um like jacket on. So like barely any of the staple went into my my skin. But I mean it was in. It was literally I it, it kinda hurt. And so my friend I'm just sitting there staring at my arm and my friend Brian is like you fucking idiot to the kid that stapled me and I think he like shoved him or something I don't remember and then he pulls the staple out of my arm because I'm like the guy stapled me like I I was in disbelief so then I call my dad and I'm like, hey, some kid stapled my arm. Do I need to go get a tetanus shot? And my dad's like, what? <laughs> and so he called the school and that kid got in trouble. Not like I meant for the kid to get in trouble. But then the next thing <laughs> was this kid one day. It's the same class. This class was full of like rowdy shit. cowboys. Rowdy cowboys. <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different cowboy though, and he, I, I can't remember what would happen, but the kid that had stapled me at some point is sitting there like chitter chatting behind me, just wouldn't stop talking. And I turn around and I said, "Will you shut up?" And I'm this, taking attendance. <laughs> no, I wasn't taking attendance. The teacher was lecturing, and I she, am trying to pay attention, Bob. Teacher, I'm trying to learn, you rowdy cowboy. I was. You haul out of this classroom and let me learn. But the teacher wasn't telling the kid to shut up, so I turned around and I'm like, "Shut the fuck up." I think I did say, "Shut the fuck up." She let me, and then because you were her favorite. That's right. Because you're the teacher pet who took attendance. <laughs> I know. But across the room, other rowdy cowboy goes, why don't you shut the fuck up, bitch? And I was like, <laughs> okay. Did you go to? I mean, I know what school you went to. And I'm like, what school are you going to? <laughs> but that also feels like an accurate response. And... So then the teacher got mad and he got kicked out of class and or sent to the office and but I didn't even though I did say fuck which is kind of funny but I feel like I hear you say it all the time so I don't think it's that funny I mean no Maybe no my new sweet suck up high school Sheila would be different different but it was funny it was, it was only she's very- tarnished now I'm tarnished. yeah it's because he called he said shut up. Why don't you shut up, you fucking bitch? And then I was like, look, I'll cuss all the time now. No, just joking. But, yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Who is your guys' favorite character? Jude. Jude. I think Jude. mine's changed. Because originally, I think I might have said Sasha minus the other one. But I think it's just Jude. What about you? Um, mine is... Definitely the 7-Eleven manager. Yeah, she's... She's (laughs) she's stood by her morals. Yeah. No, I'm totally just kidding. Um, I feel like thinking about it more... I originally said Jude, and I do think Jude is still, like, one of my favorite characters. But now I kind of think, like... Because of, like, the intention of what they were doing and what they were going through, I feel like maybe I have a little bit softer spot for Parker. Mm. 
like the more I've thought about it and the more that I think about it because he was like forced into a lot of stuff that was really beyond control and he didn't know how to get out of his situation and even though he did not handle it properly he he really did the only thing he knew he could do to kind of like make his life like more bearable yeah because it wasn't even better it was just more bearable i just didn't have the pressures of everything I just remembered last time, I'm pretty sure I said the dad um, was yeah. my favorite character. You did. Um, and he he was just kind of like, just talked about, and you got to read the letter he wrote to Theo, but just all the memories, like, he was like the one redeeming, I felt like he was the one redeeming person in the whole damn story. Besides the fact that he committed suicide, but. I was like, he was selfish and committed suicide. He was going to die anyways. Whoa. <laughs> wow. She We're all going to die anyway, Sheila. Sheila's in a dark spot. <laughs> dark, maybe. Oh, I am just going to say I have no problems with... Staple some positivity suicide. on that shirt. I have no problems with suicide if, if your life is already probably going to be ending anyways. Interesting. And you're not... And if you're already suffering, like... Because Lou Gehrig's disease, when you get it, you do start to suffer. Yeah. A lot. It's not a fun way to die. Like you just start losing everything that you always, you you start, you start losing all mobility and then you lose not being able to talk and all sorts of things. So um, I'm not sure I, I would want to live that sort of life until your body shut down. Fair. It's fair. So while he may have been selfish, but he explained himself. He said, I wanted you to remember me as this, not as. Yeah, but you could have made videos. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Just call up Felix, make a video. (laughs) That was aggressive. (laughs) Yes, it was, Andy. Sheila and Andy have taken their stance. I will not be a part of that conversation. Um, Would you recommend this book to somebody? I would, with the caveat of, I think I would have to know their, no, I wouldn't have to know their headspace, but like, there are times where certain things can be triggering to me, like in terms of certain stuff. So I wasn't with this book. However, it could have easily have been. Yeah, there's definitely some content warning. Yeah. yeah. But no, I think and ultimately... never the reason to say caveat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think ultimately, even though we drug it to filth, it was, a, it, it was a solid read. And it was just like a... Like, it, it entertained me during this quarantine age. I'm sorry. <laughs> this age of quarantine... It's like the is age of Aquarius. Anything? I was just going to say, is it anything like the age of Aquarius? No. We don't know I, the rights to that lullaby. I, you don't even know what I was singing. <laughs> so I would maybe suggest, I think it'd depend on, like, if I knew, like, somebody wanted an easy read just to get something done and out, you know, or 
some teenager or something. I wanted some young adult. That was kind of a fun read and something that they would probably really get into because they know all the Twitter and all that fun. You should you should sound older when you say they know all, all the Twitter. All the what? <laughs> all the tweets. Okay. The, twi- the twits. I mean the tweets. You know all the social media. So yeah, I mean, I, I, but I feel like I'd have to be. I, I wouldn't be like, oh my god, you have to go read this book. Same. Yeah. Um, I'm not 100 that I would suggest it, but I'm not. I wouldn't say I wouldn't suggest it either, because I I feel like it would be very situational. Yeah. But this wouldn't, this wouldn't probably be the f- first five books I would list to somebody to read. No. That, I mean, that kind of sounds mean. But, I mean... It, no, but I mean, again, it's true, I, Again, also, I think it just kind of depends on who I'd be talking to. Right, yeah. Depends there on might the be, There might be certain people who I, I would suggest it to right away because maybe they were looking for something that's, like, an easy read... Kind of has a couple twists and turns that you might not see coming. Not sci-fi. Yeah. Okay, so our book for next month is Artemis Fowl by Owen Colfer. I had to look up how yes. to say his name because it's <laughs> like Owen. It's Irish, just so you know. I have never heard of this before. You haven't heard of Artemis Fowl? No. So it's actually coming out as a movie. Um, well, it was supposed to come out, I think, like the end of May. I don't know if it's still on to come out then because um, things are obviously not how they had been planned or, you know, are not being released how they had been being released. So mm. um, I want to I've been reading this with Dash like I've been reading a a chapter with him not every day but (laughs) for trying and sometimes it's not a chapter (laughs) sometimes it's a a chapter or half a chapter because some of the chapters are long Mm. longer than the chapters in this book we just read (laughs) (laughs) good I'm excited it's 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 so it's fun so far um but that's our book for next month and what have you pulled from your bookshelves? Andy? Um, I finished the second book of the Wayward Son, or it's called Wayward Son, in the Carry On series by Rainbow Rowry. Rowl, I think. Oh, Rowl. Maybe that's Rowl. Yeah. 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 I finished that book. Eleanor and Park, you need to read that. It's by her. It's really good. And Fangirl, although I think somebody just sent that to you. I think someone did send that to me with a couple quarantine masks. Um, I don't know who that could be. So once it disinfects, I'm just kidding. It's been (laughs) real. I might read some this weekend. I don't know. But that's all I got. Josie? I have, so this is going back a while. I listened to No Country for Old Men and Camilla 
I also listened to Furiously Happy, which was amazing. It's read by the author, and she talks a lot about, like, her mental illness and stuff, and it's just kind of how she deals with depression. It was fantastic. I also listened to The Trauma Cleaner, Cut and Run. And then I read Everything You Are, listened to The Queen Con. Unfortunately, with kind of how Everything You Are was really good, um, with everything going on, like I already said, like I've kind of been stopped on the reading. So I've been trying to listen to books because then at least I'm, I have a book that's happening in my life. Um, and we actually were really excited about this last year. We read this with John Luca. It was a man called Uve and, Mm -hmm. um, it was by Frederick Backman and we were all talking about, Oh, I kind of want to read some of his other work. And I'm actually listening to his book. My grandmother asked me to tell you she's sorry. Um, I'm a couple hours into that and it was, it's really good. Um, I'm really excited to finish it. And then I've, I'm reading a couple pages. I'm at least trying to read a couple pages a day if I can, even if I'm not reading a lot is, let me find it. It's part of the, oh, which is when all was revealed. Mm-hmm. And this is the 12th book in the Witches When series. And I think there's either one more for Witches When, or this is the last one for Witches When, and then it turns into Witches Why. Okay. But they're still really fun, kind of nice, easy reads in the middle of everything else. But I have downloaded a couple books that I'm really excited about. I'm still listening to War and Peace slowly, <laughs> slowly trucking away at War and Peace. And I am also listening to Jane Eyre. Oh, okay. So I have a couple different books that I'm kind of floating between. So what about you? Huh? So just a couple. I thought I was good with, with reading my one and having the one on deck. <laughs> you, are doing, you are doing good. That's all that matters. Um, this is going to... Keep it up. <laughs> keep it up. Uh, this is going to sound like I've done a lot, but it's only because... She's an overachiever who has to be the teacher's pet who takes attendance. I'm going to take a nap while you kidding. read your list. They're so mean to me. Because I don't I don't remember what I told you for our last recording. So I'm basically going to tell you, like, what I've done the past two months. Because essentially that's what's happening right now. Yeah, that's what I did, too, which was short. <laughs> All right, so the Giver of Stars, the Huntress, Beezer, Alone with the Stars. Some of these are Amazon originals, so they're only, like, three hours or four hours so they're kind of short oh yeah or not amazon originals um audible audible yeah because i have a couple of those because i started a self-help one too but i was like i can't um i mom so hard that was my book club my other book club one was the giver of stars that one was really good and then I'm doing the hypnotist love story right now. And then I'm going to start for book club for May. Evie Drake starts over. I'm going to start that one after I'm done with um, the hypnotist lover, which I'm, I think I have like an hour and a half left on it or something like that. Nice. 
Uh, you know what I Yeah. Go ahead. Is that all? And then a whole bunch of, like, Magic Treehouse and Junie B. Joan books with my child. Oh, yeah. I think that counts, right? Definitely. So, yeah. Some really good ones, Sheila, that I think you get. I don't know how you guys pick for a book club. But ones that I think that you would really like for your book club is Midnight at the Bright Ideas Bookstore. And where's that? Where's that? Oh, The Overdue Life of Amy Baylor. Mm-hmm. You should check those out. I think you guys would like them. Okay. I'll, I'll send it to you. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, so book club, we're basically done in May and we take like a summer. Well, I told him, I'm like, if you want to meet during the summer, we can. <laughs> I'm like, it, it's just more unofficial with the, the group that we're a part of. Um, Cause yeah. our group we're a part of goes um, like September to May. So we'll see. We'll see if anybody wants to meet up and read books over the summer. They may want to, since apparently this is going to go forever. <laughs> Ooh, forever. All right. Well, everyone can find us on Instagram, Facebook. You can listen to us on all the platforms, all the major platforms. We think. Um, yeah, we think. <laughs> we all the major platforms and then uh, send us emails for book suggestions, comments or anything. Um, If you've read any of the books and have your own thoughts, we love to hear them. Um, And you can email us at potheads who read at gmail.com. And we do have a con or like a giveaway for this book. Um, Spelled. Yeah. Yeah, we do have a giveaway that we'll have that uh, we'll be releasing details out, setting up. And I think that's everything, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Right, Andy? Is that everything? Andy. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, thank you for reading with us. Go crack a book open. (laughs) I guess we better start reading. (laughs) Bye. Bye.